It's the national championship game preview here today on Lockdown Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes get their chance to play for a title. LSU awaits on the other side. We break the game down live from Dallas on today's Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Our Lockdown Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button while you're there. Five-star reviews on the podcast side. That's what we're looking for as we try to get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Well, I know there's a lot of Hawkeye fans making their way down to Dallas. Maybe you're finishing the drive on Sunday morning and getting ready for that championship game. Well, welcome aboard to those uh, doing that. Everybody getting ready for this title tilt against LSU. It is absolutely incredible as we sit here today. Kind of a low-key day. Uh, went over to the Fan Fest. Very well put together uh, over there and had a great time with my daughter as we await for the championship. Uh, thought it was going to be just a couple-day trip and, well, headed to add a little extra time here. We'll be making our way back to Des Moines afterwards after the championship tilt, and hopefully it's a happy drive as we make our way home. But what we're going to get into today is this LSU team. Of course, last week, so much buildup and going up against South Carolina. And we knew a lot about that Gamecock squad just because of obviously them national champion a year ago, number one all season long, the undefeated run, all the buzz that they had had all throughout the course of the season. And I was one of many people that believed that for all intents and purposes, they were unbeatable. Now, there's never such thing as unbeatable. This is sports, and we've seen this happen too many times before to really truly believe that that's something that's going to play out. But Boy, we uh we broke that thing down, so we're, we're going to do that here today. But before we get into a breakdown of LSU, and just some final thoughts about this year and, and, and this Iowa women's team and what they, have, what they have done and what they have done for the athletic department, for Iowans. You know, it's, it's been so interesting hearing from the other side of the in-state rivalry, hearing from Iowa State fans here over the last few days and leading into the South Carolina game. There's a lot of people I know out there that root for both sides. And, you know, the rivalry for where I am in central Iowa, I know it's a much more important than it is, say, in eastern Iowa. You know, living in Iowa City, going to school in Iowa, the Iowa State rivalry, it was a rivalry, but it wasn't the same that it is in the Des Moines Retro. And I grew up in North Iowa. I grew up in Osage. And for me, and it's still my favorite rivalry game, it's Minnesota. I have family up in the Twin Cities. I had cousins that went to Minnesota. So, yeah, that's absolutely, for me, the biggest rivalry. Plus, it's the best trophy in college football, playing for the Pig and Floyd or Rosedale. So, you have that component, too. If you live in Omaha, you live in Sioux City. That's where my wife grew up. I know what Nebraska means. You're a Quad City person. Illinois is a big one. You're up in Dubuque, Northeast Iowa. I'm sure that for many of you, it's Wisconsin. Everybody kind of has their own rivalry. But Hearing those rivals and the way that they have jumped aboard here and maybe not outright rooting for Iowa, but enjoying the story and understanding just how cool this is. You know, you think of what Caitlin Clark has meant to this program and what they're going through right now and, and everything. It was interesting today, the press conferences and hearing from both sides. So up on the dais, they had both coaches. We got to hear from Kim Mulkey, 
on the side of LSU and on the other side, Lisa Bluter. And then we got to hear from the two stars. We started to hear from Angel Reese of LSU, and we'll talk about her a little bit more. And, of course, Caitlin Clark. And then afterwards, it was the starters that were available. Now, here's something interesting, something at least to keep an eye on. Gabby Marshall, after the win the other night against South Carolina, was not available in the postgame. Same thing today as all the starters were available in her place. It was Hannah Stulke that was there for the press availability. So she's uh, battling Kate Martin, I believe it was, that said a sore throat. We know physically the pounding that she has taken going back when she landed on her tailbone here a couple of games back. She is fighting through it, and she's going to be going through a ton. And what she did defensively against South Carolina, the matchups that she had, what she was able to do to Cook, who was really heating up in the first half and didn't completely take her away in the second half, but came pretty darn close to it. In a game where you know, we think of Gabby Marshall, we think about the great three-point shooting, we think about that part of her game, but the defensive angle, she is so important, what Iowa does in the perimeter defense that they play and how this team has got better. On the defensive end, you know, this is one of the crazy things. The, the storyline coming out of the South Carolina game. Yes, it's Caitlin Clark and what she was able to do and putting a back to back 40 point performances, something that has never been done in women's college basketball in the NCAA tournament. Yes, that's that's all well and good. We're going to continue to talk about that. But it was the defense, the defensive game plan by Lisa Bluter and Jan Jensen. I heard Fitz was the one that had the scout and Fitz. Oh, boy, did they put it together. Another great uh, angle to this, and something that I touched on a little bit in the Instant Reaction podcast, is not just sagging off shoot you know, the shooters on the outside and not just kind of helping out in the paint, but completely, for all intents and purposes, just telling them, shoot it, we don't care. And, and the mental angle there. And there was a quote that I saw today that talked a little bit about that, that there are studies out there. They talk to their sports psychologists. I mean, talk about digging deep, right? You think of a sports psychologist and you're thinking about somebody going through a shooting slump. You think of on the basketball floor, you're just having a hard time, whatever it is. And you go and you see that sports psychologist and see what they can do for you. Instead, they use the sports psychologist and said, you know what? When you lay off like that, the shooting percentages show it out. That teams are even worse when you leave a bad shooter wide open as opposed to having a hand up, being within a step or two of them. And that certainly showed up on Friday night. So just a, an interesting component. One to keep an eye on, though. We know the importance of Gabby Marshall. Look, th this is not any doom or gloom that she's not going to play. You know she's going to give it a go and she's going to be ready. But she's banged up. This team's banged up. Uh, Caitlin Clark went to the postgame press conference. She had blood on her arm. I mean, it just that's what's happening right now. It has been an absolute grind. But now 40 minutes from destiny for this Iowa basketball team. We'll talk about the matchup against LSU when we come back here. A tons to get into as Iowa plays for a national championship coming up here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Trent kind of back with you again here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, five stars on the podcast side of things. We greatly appreciate it. So let's talk about this LSU team. I think at this point, we all know about Angel Reese. The star play at Maryland, that's where she began her career. And this is a team that has been cobbled together by Kim Mulkey. Now, I got some pushback uh, after yesterday's podcast, after the instant reaction, talking about uh, the awful person that Kim Mulkey is. Uh, certainly not going to step back from that. In fact, the more digging you do, you find out that this is not just one thing. It's not a Brittany Griner thing. There's a lot more that goes into it than just that and, and her comments. She's a bad person, and I'm not going to walk that back. Now, the conversations that she had after her athletic department that she worked in had 
tons of rape problems at Baylor University. And the comments that were made after that, that is a despicable human being. And nothing you can say in the comments is ever going to have me walk back from that. She's a bad person, but a great basketball coach. And there is no doubt about it. And you go back the last time we saw Kim Mulkey. It was when she was at Baylor in the Elite Eight game and completely took Meg Augustuson out of that game. And they dominated and ran away with it. And, you know, one thing that we saw going back to Friday night, Don Staley, for whatever reason, she was not willing to adjust her game plan. Now, Lisa Bluter and the staff coached circles around Don Staley. There was no doubt about it. They had the game plan. They pushed the right buttons, and Don Staley wasn't willing to do that. Well, Kim Mulkey, she will. She is not going to be so hard-headed as a coach. Pause. As a coach that she is not going to change if she sees something happening. She had nothing but glowing things to say about Caitlin Clark. Says she was Merez by her. Couldn't take her eyes off of her. And absolutely, I think us as Hawkeye fans, we understand that as well. Just uh, what she does attention-wise and, and the kind of things that we see from her. But she is going to certainly make it difficult. And that was the thing with Don Staley. You know, as we see Caitlin Clark covering him up. I thought it was going to have to be a game where McKenna Warnock was going to have to go off. I thought we got more out of Sonato than I anticipated going into the game. That was great to see. A lot of it, they were hedging too hard up front. They were doing that hard hedge up top on the screen and roll, and then she'd roll the bucket and have an easy lay-in, and they kept doing it because they wouldn't adjust. Kim Mulkey's going to adjust, and if I was doing things, I anticipate that LSU is going to come hard, and they are going to get the ball out of Caitlin Clark's hands as much as possible. They're not going to let her turn the corner like she was able to against South Carolina. There's going to be a double team there. They're going to double team hard. They're going to get it out of her hands, and in fact, I think you're going to see that up and down the floor all over the place. They're going to have something in store, so can't afford what we saw. Gabby Marshall only got one shot off. It was a great look. Rattled out at the buzzer to end the first half. I think Wardock, again, is going to have to be big. Kate Martin's going to have to keep doing her things. Off the bench, you're going to need a little bit of help. I don't believe that LSU is going to come in here and say, we'll let Caitlin Clark get hers and everybody else is going to have to be it. I, I, they also know that these other players, if you just give them open looks, they're going to hurt you. I, I think they realize that too. But, but be prepared that LSU is going to come up with a scheme and a game plan, and they are going to adjust on the fly. They do a very good job of this. Now, this is a, a team basically comprised of transfers. I mean, you look up and down the roster, starting with Angel Reese. So Reese started her career at Maryland. But you continue. Pull their top player off the bench from Ohio State. Uh, Jasmine Carson from West Virginia. Williams from Mizzou. Uh, the only player that didn't begin their career that plays at least out of their top six minutes is a freshman in Johnson. And she's really good and really quick. And she's going to be an absolute star herself in the game. And she's already really good, but it starts with Reese and she's a different kind of post player than what we saw in South Carolina. Boston is that physicality, right? She, she's got the toughness, the physicality that she plays with. And the two fouls certainly changed the complexion of that game. Two good fouls. I, I, don't understand the South Carolina side of things that were saying that they got a bad whistle. I mean, come on. I, I understand fans fans can definitely you know see things and point to certain situations, but if you thought you got a bad whistle on that one, whew, you got to go back and watch a lot of college basketball if you thought that was the case there. Was it 55-45 Iowa? Maybe. 60-40? Perhaps. But come on. We've all seen games that were a lot worse than that. And eh, sour grapes. You know what? Enjoy it on your way back to South Carolina. So this team is comprised with a lot of new faces. Now, Mulkey, again, 
doing the great job that she did. And, and you look at what they did in the non-conference. Outside of Oregon State, they didn't play anybody with a pulse. And, but with all these new faces, she made the decision that we're going to pile up wins. We're going to figure out what we are. Only two losses in the season. They lost to South Carolina, also lost a game against Tennessee. That was the only two losses on the ledger to this point for this LSU program. They're playing well. And though they're similar to South Carolina, really good speed on the outside. The athleticism in the guard court is going to make it difficult, certainly for Caitlin at times. Uh, going to force a lot of turnovers. That's something that they do. Uh, another piece of this, they are plus 15 and a half per game in rebounds. We talked about the rebounding numbers, and they were not good as I was out rebounded by 24. They averaged nearly 10 steals a game and five blocks. So they get after you on the defensive end. But there's a little bit more firepower also on the outside here. I mean, this is a team that can step out there and they can make threes at a, certainly a higher clip than what we saw out of that South Carolina team. The, the ones you got to look for the most is Carson, number two, 57 threes on the air, shooting 33% uh, from downtown. Also, Johnson, the freshman, and we talked about her, also sh shooting 33% uh, from out there. Morris can step out and she can hit three-pointers. She's at 33% on the season. And then off the bench, Poole, who... Wasn't great, I didn't think, at times against Virginia Tech, but she has been their best shooter uh, so far this shoot season as she's shooting 43% from downtown. So that's what you got to keep an eye on. But look back at Aaliyah Boston's numbers and now take a look at what Angel Reese is. Nearly 26 points per contest, 71% from the free throw line, 20, uh, 53%, excuse me, from the floor, and averaging 15.6 rebounds per game. She's good. She's talented. She's a little more quick off the bounce. She's got just a versatile game. Now, she's not going to step out and hit three-pointers on you, but she can still step out and hit the 15-16 footer. That is a part of her game as well. She's a beast everywhere. She's really, really talented. She gets to the free-throw line a ton. How about this? 331 free-throw attempts this season for Angel Reese. It's going to be another game for Sazano. She's going to need help. We're going to, again, have to go back to the bench and see what we saw on Friday night. All hands on deck. Hannah Stulke, be ready to go once again. We're going to need another good 10, 12 minutes like we did the last time out on her. And, and also what we saw, I, I thought some really good minutes from O'Grady. I thought Addison played really well. She also, speaking of that hard hedge, did a good job, cut into the basket, getting the duck unders and, and getting a couple of buckets there. Those are the things that are going to be necessary. You're going to see some similar things from LSU. I think you're going to see, though, a bigger repertoire of what they are. I was favored in the game. In fact, Iowa is favored currently at three and a half here on Saturday evening as we get ready to flip the calendar. They are the favorite to win a national championship. That's where we are. It, it feels good. It, it feels great to obviously see this team, this program, and what they are, and now 40 minutes away from immortality, the Iowa basketball team. We're here for it. We'll have you covered. Now, I'll be driving home after the game, but we will still have a podcast for you. I'm not sure how good the video side of things is going to look for our YouTube viewers out there, but we will have you covered. We will do that. Probably not going to have stats in front of me. It'll just be a kind of top-of-mind conversation that we'll have for you on our way home and driving up I-35 back, but we will have you covered after the game. My daughter in tow will keep her eyes on the road, but we will keep you entertained and you'll be joining me. I know a lot of you uh, make your way. Ticket prices, they are still through the roof. Uh, not going to find a whole lot of cheapness out there. If you're searching, there has not been much of a tick down in terms of the ticket prices. Was 
at least hopeful that we're going to see something a little bit better on that front. That has not been the case. About $400 is the get-in price at this point in time. So not looking good there. That's all right. We'll be okay. And, uh, hey, this is perhaps a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to watch this team play for a national championship. That'll do it. Got to get some shut-eye, get ready for tomorrow, get the vocal cords ready as we'll be hollering and having a great time watching the Hawkeyes as they face off against LSU. I'm Trent Condon. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Hawks bring home a championship. Let's do it. Go Hawks.